Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Today on the show, we have Heather Marlowe. Heather has been teaching yoga and meditation for over 35 years. She's also a trance medium. Heather has compiled a great book called A Gift of Hope, which are words that have been given to her during her own meditations. I met Heather in 2016 at Banyan Retreat in the UK. I have seen her demonstrate trance, and I am so delighted that we get to talk to her today. Heather Marlowe, a warm welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Well, thank you so much, Sandra. I mean, it's such an honor for you to um, share with me this experience of being able to speak to you and your listeners. Oh, I'm grateful, too. I just have this memory of us having breakfast at the Holiday Inn (laughs) there in Ashford, Kent, and having a fantastic um, journey together. We were at Voices of the Past at the Banyan Retreat when I saw you last can't believe it's that time ago and it's such a wonderful place and I must say Sandra the work you are doing for spirit is truly truly incredible thank you I hope you realize what a gift you're giving to people I do you can help them I do yeah it's amazing I don't want to get too much to my ego I just keep (laughs) venturing forward um but yeah and I am going back to um to Banyan next month is for their Whispers oh. from the Soul. Yeah. And many of the I'm audience tomorrow. members. Are you going to go there tomorrow? Yes, I've got a, I'm doing another mentorship with Scott and Eileen. Oh, fantastic. Oh, it'll be my third year. It's amazing. Yeah. Scott's been on uh, the show a couple of times, and we're going to record in a few days' time. We're going to do some... Um, I'm going to ask him questions and see what he comes up with, which will be great. It'll be him, uh, not Eric speaking through him, but Eileen will be on in the future. But it's such a spectacular place, and we share so many of the same people now. And I, my heart is open, and my mind is so open now, uh, seeing physical mediumship demonstrations, trance mediumship. So let's talk about you if we can. Um, could we mm-hmm. just get a little background of you? And I mean, I know you've been doing meditation and yoga for a long time, but just mm-hmm. a little of your bra- background that even got you involved with that. Well, my first memory really is of childhood and not belonging. You know, I had a really wonderful family, very loving but I just knew that I didn't belong there. It, it wasn't my home. These weren't my family. And I, it sounds awful, but I used to sit at the bottom of the stairs and say, well, I'm an orphan because I don't belong here. <laughs> and now I think how much I must have you know, upset my mother because there's this child sitting there saying, well, it's all very well, but I don't belong here. <laughs> it must have been, you know, she must have the patience of ages. But then... From there, um, I was very lucky because my mother and father and my sister, um, both parents have passed now, but they were also aware of spirit. Um, My mother used to have prophetic dreams and phone up people and say such and such, and it would always come to pass. And in those days, um, the Psychic News, which is our magazine here, one of them, was not a glossy magazine. It was just a little paper. And my father used to buy it, read it, and leave it on the train when he went to work into London with the hope that somebody else would pick it up and the message would be passed. (laughs) In his way, he was doing uh, serving as well. So that's quite funny. And my sister's very sensitive also. But I think the main thing was that we had a poltergeist in our house and we used to call him Oscar <laughs> and he was so cheeky because he would take either items of clothing or something in the house and it would disappear and you'd say oh you know you'd hear sometimes Oscar can you bring it back please and then the voice would get a bit rough you know Oscar want it back now please and then, sure enough, the thing would materialise and we, we would have it back. But I think that 
the main thing because we can always misplace things and we can always not see things. And you like to be sort of aware that this can happen. But I had a little dress ring and it had little stones around the outside and one in the middle. And I, I love this ring. And one evening I was getting ready for bed in the bathroom and the ring dropped out of my hands and I saw it bounce around the basin and I saw the centre stone go down the drain. And I was so upset. You know, it wasn't a valuable ring, but it was just something I loved. Oh, and I just stood there looking at this empty ring, looking down the drain as if I could bring it back, which was obviously out of the question. I got ready, walked across the landing, got into bed, and I put the ring on the dressing table. The next morning, the centre stone was placed by the side of the ring on my dressing table. And I thought, Oscar, you're wonderful. Forgive me for shouting at you, because obviously he must have brought it back, because a stone cannot walk out of the sink, across the floor, and jump up on my dressing table. Excuse me. So I knew that that was true and that I had to really start believing that it, it was a spirit and not just our imagination. That's and great. So that, that was our Oscar. Um, when we moved, he, I don't know what happened to him, unfortunately. But he, he was very cheeky, very cheeky, potentized. There wasn't any nasty feelings. So years later, I was married and had two children, and I thought, well, I'm a bit stiff now and not doing anything. So I joined a yoga class, and from there I was asked if I wanted to become a teacher, which I did. I trained, and one of the other ladies in the group phoned me and said, would you like to join a healing circle, which I did. I didn't really know much about it. But the lady who ran the healing circle, and she's since become a very dear friend, and went to see Ursula Roberts. Now, Ursula Roberts was a great medium, and I trance medium, but I didn't know this. She said, oh, go for a reading. So I went to Ursula, and she asked me to join her development group. And in all ignorance, I had no idea who this lady was. And... In those days, I don't know about now, but you had to ask three times to show that you were really interested and you were committed. And I phoned her. She said, phone me next month. I phoned her. Oh, no, you don't really need to. And I said, well, I'd like to. And she said, well, phone me next month. So I phoned her next month and got the same response. No, it's all right. You sit in a circle. Phone me next month getting a bit annoyed about this, so I phoned her next month, and I said, look, Ursula, you asked me, and I really want to sit with you. Oh, yes, dear, she said, come along Tuesday night at 7.30. And it was like, it was the first time I ever asked her, you know, but I've since realized that mm-hmm. you've got to show commitment. Okay. So I sat with that circle until she retired, which was, I don't know, two and a half, three years. And it was there that I first went into trance. And I can vaguely remember Ursula saying, we all hold hands now. And then I'd gone. And I don't know what happened after that. But she said to me, you went into trance. And that's how it started. And I continued to sit in my circle, my other circle. And as I said, I sat with her. Oh, you know, for a good few years. And she was wonderful because she didn't make a thing of anything. Anything, Everything was very natural. Uh, you know, it wasn't a great fanfare. And so you just took it for granted that, you know, no one was special. No one was better than anybody else. We all took turns in doing things. And that was my training, really. Wow. When you went and then into... I found I don't mean to interrupt, right. Heather. When you mm-hmm. went into uh, trance with her, was it speaking? Or did she just... Yes. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. started straight away. And then, of course, when I carried on sitting with her, it got stronger. And then when I it 
sort of ran over to my other group that I was sitting with. Um, and yes, it's always been, it's always been talking. It's rather hard to keep me quiet sometimes. Well, and I saw you, uh, there's a, there was a student, there is a student demonstration evening, whether we go to Voices of the Past or Whispers from the Soul. And I didn't know you were a trans medium. So I saw you sitting there and you had your eyes closed and your head went down and, um, after however long it was, all of a sudden it sounded like a deep male's, male, the man's voice bellowing out the most brilliant bits of inspiration and wisdom. And I, I hadn't seen that coming. I had no idea. And I was so moved. I had goosebumps. And I thought, this is the woman I've been sharing breakfast with. I had no idea. <laughs> What, what I mean, it was really I thought it was it was incredible that was my first um my first thought but from your perspective if i could just ask what does it feel like when you're in trance and are you aware of um someone speaking through you um i feel before I, before they come through a great surge of energy um Sometimes it makes me jump, but then I have a feeling, it's very hard to describe, but I can feel spirit around me. And then I just give myself to them. It's almost like leaning back in a comfortable chair. And then they gently come through. Sometimes it's gentle. Sometimes, as you heard with that voice, um, he can talk very powerfully through me. And I know they're speaking most of the time. Sometimes I don't, but most of the time I do. But if you ask me what they were saying, I really couldn't tell you. And when I come out of it, I have no idea what was said. So it's it's really about just trusting, I think. That's the main thing, and giving yourself. Yeah, it's just incredible. I Since you and I have seen each other, I spent a week at... Arthur Finley College taking a trance course and lo and behold that happened to me over and over and I thought oh okay <laughs> and same experience I I'm, I felt like I was kind of in another room yeah. but I was also aware that there were words coming out of my mouth and I wasn't creating them so yes, exactly. I'm excited to do more and practice more and sit more and things to just see how it develops. But back to your story. Oh, where does it go well, after, you know, yeah, being with Ursula Roberts? It went to, well, there was years in space in between because of the family. But I always have sat in the mornings on my own in my bedroom. There's not a, a great place or anything. It's just sitting on the side of my bed and praying and sitting and people say well how you know how would you start and I would say with the prayer and sit and it develops you know if you if your intention is for service then it develops but I met a lady who is a medium and she said oh you should go to the Arthur Finley College and I went there for a week and I heard of Scott's name, Scott Milligan. And I thought, well, where is he now? And I found the wonderful Banyan retreat. And that's it. <laughs> the rest is history, as they say. You know, that's how it's all sort of developed. And that was just and three years ago or for more than that? I think it was more than that because I'm terrible on dates. That's okay. I know I was going there for some time and then thought of applying for a, a mentorship. Oh, so, you've yes, been I'd in be the going for weekends. Yeah, you've been in the mentorship now three years. Yeah. Yes, this is my third year. Oh, wow. So it's, there's always something to learn. There's always something that we can do. Uh, can you speak just a little bit about Scott's teaching? I, I don't... I've only taken the one course at um, Arthur Finley on, on trance, but when you are in a mentorship program like that and you meet several times throughout the year, 
Yes. Yes, it's eight times usually. Okay. Eight weekends. He is the nicest person, and he only encourages, and he's um, he's very honest. He's very true. You know, he would encourage you so much that you just, and he makes it natural. So there aren't any weird and wonderful things going on. It's a lot of sitting quietly, working in pairs or threes, sometimes working all together. But he makes it so easy. That's, you know, nothing strange. Of course, if you're doing trance work, you have to like sitting in the dark. That's the, that's the only yes. thing. If you don't like the dark, then it won't work for you. But, yeah, it's it's an absolute delight. And it's like coming home. That's how I view it now. That it's like-minded people, natural people, um, considering how talented he is and yes. how spirit worked through him. He's, he's an amazing medium. and. He's so natural. So I'm sure, you know, you, you're going down there and working with him. It will be fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to go back. And the last time I was with Nick and Stephen at Banyan, I said it's just this feeling of being home. And yeah. I had so much love in my heart that I just, I, I really had to pay attention to it because I never felt that much love inside of me. It's hard to for put into words but I think it's not only love of the place and the people and like-minded souls but it's the blending of the spirit world it's got to be because it's just a feeling that is is very intense and wonderful yes it is so I'd like to ask you oh go ahead sorry carry on (laughs) I wish we were face to face (laughs) because then I wouldn't (laughs) uh, step on your words I want to ask you about your book, A Gift of Hope, Daily Words mm. from the Silence. Because after I yeah. met you, quite honestly, and after I heard your demonstration, I thought there's some very wise people or person um, that was speaking through you, and I just, I really wanted more. And so your book is, there's one for every day of the year, and I've kept it on my uh, nightstand. For since I met you, since I received it actually in the mail, <laughs> it's been there. So I'm glad we finally get to talk. But how did that come about? Um, it's about sixteen or seventeen years of them talking through me and having it recorded and t- just writing it out in an exercise book, actually. And then Spirit said to me one day, well, what are you going to do with these words? And I thought, well, I don't know. And they said, well, it should be published, you know. And then somebody else said to me, these words should be published. So I have a friend who's written several books um, about wildlife um, and nature. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to show her the the book, give her the book, one of the books. And she sat there and she read it, a few of the pages and she didn't say anything. And I thought, oh, Heather, big mistake. What have you done? And she just put the book down and she said, these have to be published and I will be your editor. That's how it happened. Fantastic. So I spent time gathering them together. And that's why I say compiled, because I haven't written it. Um, and anybody who knows me knows that I don't speak that way. I'm not that wise. Um, and certainly I compiled it. So that's my input, but not the actual wording. Did you record them while you were sitting at home on your own, just with a recorder? Yes, and I still do. Yeah, you have a big shock when you play it back. You think, oh, okay. Well, I want to ask you that too, because hearing your voice now and then hearing <laughs> the trance speaking, it, it completely two different individuals 
um, and you may have more that speak through you. I don't know, but I it was really a, a loud, uh, deep voiced man's voice, and yeah. I. What was your experience when you first heard a recording and thought that's coming out of my mouth? It was a bit of a shock because you don't know how you sound normally when you're talking. But I didn't think I sounded like that. And I knew that the energy um, that came through me was a very strong energy. But I was still very, very surprised. And since then, there have been so many other voices, um, male and female, different cultures. Um, it's rather like the light goes on. And uh, whoever wants to say something comes in. It's quite, you know, it could be quite amusing sometimes because you never know who you're going to hear when you press the uh, playback button. But uh, it, they're always um, interesting. They've always had something to say. Mm-hmm. And I said from the silence because I feel, uh, I don't know if you're interested in this, I feel that the silence is where we all come from. And the silence is not nothing, but no-thingness. And that no-thingness holds love and blessings and it has the potential of everything. You know, love there to me is tangible. And it's if I liken it to, you know, the painting of Michelangelo with Adam and God, and it's that space between the fingers that literally holds the potential of everything. Or if you would prefer, the conductor, when he raises the baton, in that split second, the whole of the piece that's going to be played is there before the first note there's that pause, that space, and that to me is where all comes from, if it makes sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense, even just thinking of the painting and the, the two fingers coming together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you have any recommendation for someone who wants to start sitting? There's <clears throat> my audience members, I believe come from all walks of life and all different uh, areas of spiritual training or none. You know, very often we get mm-hmm. someone listening for the first time who's grieving the loss of a loved one, and uh, this is all new. And obviously for me, it was all new once, as I was the skeptic yeah. on my discovery of life after death. So I'm, I, I do believe that learning to meditate and sit in the silence the no thingness is something we Mm -hmm. can all do and it can only enrich our experience here on earth could you talk a little bit about how we can maybe begin to develop that's a fair question to ask yeah sure i think the main thing is intention but beyond that prayer i think the first thing is prayer so you Give your intention to whoever you deem to be, God, universal energy, whoever, whoever you deem is the creator of all worlds. And to say that you would like to develop, to be, um, to be able to help others as well as yourself. And then either sit quietly. There's so many different ways you can learn to meditate. But find a space in your home. It doesn't have to be a special room. As I said, I've been sitting on the side of my bed for years, literally years. And maybe you want to place um, a candle or you want to put a crystal or a picture or anything that you feel comfortable with. That's the thing. And then put out your prayer of intention. And you can either um, listen to music that you find soothing, but really listen to it. And every time your thought wanders, be kind and say, well, not now, 
I'm listening to the music, and then you bring yourself back to it. Or you can listen to your breath, count your breath, so that an in-breath and an out-breath would be one. And again, when the mind wanders, come back, and but don't be angry or hard. Just know that you've started a journey, and then gently bring your mind back. And just it's just repetition. It's, you know, some days it will be wonderful. Some days it will be very difficult, perhaps. But you just have your beginning prayer, your sitting quietly practice, and then you have a closing prayer where you give thanks. And even if it wasn't very good, you don't think so. You give thanks. Because I think prayer and intention are very, very important. Because you're putting up to spirit, this is what you would like to do. This is what you are going to devote yourself to. And if it can be at the same time every day or every week, so much the better. Because I think that um, is for us. It's not for spirit. I don't think they need to know that they're going to sit uh, at 7 o'clock every night. They know that already. And they're not going to be anywhere else. But it gives us um, means by which we're showing our intention. And so sitting on your own or sitting with a friend, as long as it's the same time, that's the important thing. It gets you into a routine. And mm-hmm. you will find that, oh, you know, it's like quarter to seven. Oh, I, and I can feel that I've got to get ready now. And it it just comes into the most beautiful flow. Don't ask for anything. Just offer your intention. And then just see quietly what develops. And that is a free thing we can all do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's perfect. It's so simple. I know people make it hard. But for me, that's how I've started, just on my own just sitting there and just allow things to develop. And if you feel that you want to say something, have one of these little recorders. And maybe after nothing's happened, you've come back, you can say how you felt and then you can make a note of it Mm -hmm. so that eventually you can look back and, ah, that's how I started. Great advice. And how long do you sit or how long would you recommend uh, someone I I know um, for myself it's taken some time because in the very beginning I got frustrated really fast because my mind just never stopped (laughs) talking to me yeah how long do you sit me um, Mm. it depends but I think if it's during the day and I can carve out, I, I wish I could say I have a practice daily. I usually do before I go to bed. Um, yeah. And then sometimes I just gently yeah. fall off to sleep. But if it's during the day, it might be 20 minutes or half an hour. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay. Absolutely perfect. I wouldn't, certainly in the beginning, I wouldn't look for longer than that. Um, no. And just sit until it feels right to come out. You know, don't, don't sort of think that you're going to sit there for hours maybe you will maybe you won't but i i suppose it's really about 20 minutes half an hour in the morning and then a closing prayer at night mm. so i i would pray before and pray after i've sat and give my thanks and then say a prayer in the evening also i'm so glad so you... what i do now sorry <laughs> no it... You go, because I have written down what I'm going to ask next. <laughs> so what I do now is, as my feet touch the floor, I put my arms up in the air, I look up and I say, thank you for a wonderful day, before it's even begun. And I feel that sets the mood for the day. I would say definitely. And... Uh, it's interesting because I've also heard to give gratitude for something as if it's actually happened. And that's yeah. a, a great on the court demonstration of that. 
because we can easily get out of bed in the morning and want to hit the snooze button and just not be excited. But to make that declaration when your feet hit the floor, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I start up running. Yeah. Heather, I mean, I w- you're not asking for anything. No. You know? so you're just being grateful yes. for the day. That's yes. It. And gratitude is a mighty force. And I think we've mm. talked about this often on the show. Sometimes when we're in a negative frame of mind or whatever that may be, take out a pen and paper or just think quietly to yourself and look around and the things you're grateful for. And it can really shift your life, your day, your moment. I think the two the two main things that the words that I've been given Really, the important things, there's two words, are love and blessings. And I think in that book, every single page has got the word love at least once. And it always ends with a blessing. Each page offers a blessing. And it's so important. And it's not anything that we need to do with great fanfare you know sometimes I'm driving along and somebody cuts me up the road and I think oh you know and then I say ah but bless you and so by sending out silent blessings to people not only do you hope they feel better but certainly you will it just changes your whole attitude Mm, it's really great I've had a lady who came to see me who couldn't bear people which is a bit unfortunate. Um, and she travelled to work on the train and she hated all the people in, in and she felt claustrophobic and she couldn't bear it and she didn't get on with the people at work either. And I listened and I said, okay, what can we say and ask for help? And I said, they said, blessings. So I said, I'd like you to practice something for me. I said, when you get in the train, look round. And you don't have to go to each individual but send out a blessing to all these people. I said, likewise at work. You're going to work and just send a blessing around the office. And over time, I can't say it happened instantly, but she enjoyed her work. She made friends. As her attitude changed, as her vibration changed, people changed towards her. And travelling was a blessing because she thought she was doing something helpful to people. Hmm. When you say she came to you, do you work with clients teaching this? Or um, was it just somebody I am who came a hypnotherapist as well. So oh. people refer them to me. Mm-hmm. But I also, through Eileen Davis, have started getting readings, sittings. Um, and that's very interesting. And I'm very, very grateful and honored that spirit should work that way through me. Mm, so as an evidential medium, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh. Yes, people come. I don't know who they are. I only have a first name. And as they sit down, um, the spirits who want to talk to them will make themselves known to me. And then I just uh, say what they've given me to say. Half the time, I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's not three quarters of the time. <laughs> but but the sitter understands what I'm saying, which is amazing, you know, because I really don't know. I've never met these people before. And yet they sit there. Sometimes they cry because we've touched on a subject that's dear to their heart or they're having trouble with. And spirit works in so many different ways that, you know, we really do. Well, I think I personally know nothing at all. And it's all down to spirit. Mm. Do you do any phone, telephone readings or just on face-to-face? I haven't yet. Yet. But Oh, I did once, yes. I have done it once for somebody. But I, as it will come, then whatever spirit wants me to do, you know, Sandra, I'll do it. Everything that you're talking about is self-development and in being of service. So I just love everything that you're sharing because you do 
have the drive to serve others and help others. Everything that you've learned, all the self-development, great, and you continue to share and give it away, even in your book and the book and um, sharing today because you're a wealth of information even just talking now for me personally or listening to you now I know what intention is and the power there but truthfully have I prayed I don't think so you know (laughs) or prayed as I could and to be present to the fact and the belief that we have this Whoever it is you want to believe in, God, the universe, mm. whatever, whomever, yeah. but to offer that prayer of thanks and to to have kind of that dialogue. So I I got quite a bit out of that when you uh, shared, and then also the power of just blessings, because you know people are not always pleasant when you're driving and they might cut you off or whatever, or there might be somebody who's having a bad day and you might be the get, be the recipient of some negative words or actions and instead of being negative back just really taking time and just sending them blessings like what it was a great tool that i think we can all use oh thank you yes i hope so and i mustn't underestimate the importance either of prayer or blessings i think mm. and as you say you know you can you can be sort of in a nasty mood. Somebody can say something to you and make you nasty, and you'll say something to somebody. Um, usually it's loved ones, because you know that you can say what you like to them and they'll forgive you. But you then transfer the sort of the annoyance to somebody else. And I always think, you know, if that person gets on a plane or is nasty to somebody else, and they get on a plane, by the time they get off, they might be tired and in a temper still. And so the nasty words that you've heard, that you've carried and given out, maybe have gone halfway around the world. So they get off the plane tired and the first person they see, they lose their temper with. And, and that person might think, I know, I've only just come to go, you know, to say hello. That's all this about. And so the, the heaviness of uh, negativity that's why it's so easy to be negative, I feel, because it's heavy. We have to lighten ourselves. We have to lift our vibration to appreciate the good things and to overcome the negativity of others. So if you send a blessing, as I say, not only do you feel better, but you're sending blessings out to goodness knows who else. Mm-hmm. Blessings, prayer, gratitude, I think all of those things being of service can raise our vibrations exactly i'd like to read a page that i just open randomly from the book if i may this is actually i just thought i'll open the perfect thing this is from a gift of hope daily words from the silence and the date i actually opened is the 5th of july do you walk quietly and with love for that is the reason for all of existence Know that you yourself are the conduit for love, and by moving gently through your daily life, you contribute to the general well-being of all. So stop, look around you, and you will see the many ways in which you have touched others. Be aware and continue surrounding all with the gift of love. Blessings to all. Ah. Perfect for what we're talking about. Yes. I just, yes, open to a random. But there's one for every day of the year, and they're short and they're inspiring. And I think, like you said, I haven't checked to make sure the love word love is on all pages, but I I think you might be right. And blessings, yeah, blessings as as all, blessings as well. And to. I used to be on an email list and I'd get a short bit of inspiration every day um, that I, would, I could just look at and just remind me of who I am and um, put everything in perspective. And I think your book, the book you've compiled, I know it's not your words, is one of those. It helps us look inside of ourselves, remember who we are, 
and gives us a tool um, to either be of service or and something like that. So I thank you for compiling it, for listening, for recording, for scribing, and and creating it. Oh, thank you very much. I'm so pleased that you have enjoyed the book and are still enjoying the book. Yes. Well, it's for every day, so I can't, um, it doesn't get old, you know, and even if I've read something twice, often I'm in a different space in my life that I read it differently, you know? Oh, you will be. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. And the, the simple words will hold different meanings for you as as you go through your life on different days. Mm. You know, so if you read, the, as I said, the 5th of July, I think it's it, this year, if you read it next year, the same words will have a different meaning. Mm-hmm a deeper understanding. It will be exciting to see how your development grows because I would love someday to be able to share your trance speaking with the audience because it's one thing to hear you now and then to hear this other voice come or voices come. I thought, wow. Mm. But you've really inspired me to go on my own journey even after talking to you now uh, I want to sit and turn on the recorder, and you just never know, because I know no, you don't. I know from past that whether it's words of inspiration coming through me through my lips or through my fingertips, there's there's been that. So the fact that we can all do this and start our own spiritual journey that is just going to be sacred for each one of us and develop these relationships with these unseen beings that are in our corner I think it's so special oh it is Mm. it's amazing and as you say you don't know what's going to come Um, and so to have it recorded and also record as I said how you experienced it yes you know how when you Instead of coming out of it and thinking, oh, I didn't speak, oh dear, this isn't any good. Look, just remember, it takes time. It really takes time. But how you've experienced it is very, very interesting. Even if you could say, oh, I had a little tingle in in a finger, or I felt whatever you felt, or I saw, or I heard. These things are very important, and it will give encouragement because not everybody um, will want to be speaking and not everybody will want to be seeing. Uh, We all have our own gifts that spirit wants us to do. So, but how how you experience it, how the individual experience it is so important. Mm, I like it. We've been talking a lot on this show about um, people wanting to connect with their loved ones that are in the hereafter. And one of my guests, uh, different than meditation, but she said, set a time and talk Mm. to your loved one that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon, I'll be sitting and, you know, ask for them to step close and how does it feel, and pay attention, and have, you know, mm-hmm. send them your love, and prayers, and blessings, and things, and mm-hmm. this is just another, they're just different tools, but I can so see how keeping track, and writing down, and paying attention to how we feel, makes such a difference. It does, but also, if I may say this, and it's not to put anybody off, when and this is my belief, but when you lose a loved one, not only do you have emotion to get over, but they have emotion to get over. So even if you sit for a month and you don't feel anything, the important thing is to keep going because you have to go through that emotion of grief, of sadness, maybe of, of annoyance, um, However you want to go through, well, however you need to go through these emotions, and they have to have their understanding as well, and they have to come through their emotion. So 
you have to give yourself and you have to give them time as well. Really good words. I think um, I've thought this in the past that once someone crosses over, then they have it all handled. They're this wise being. <laughs> and oh, if only. <laughs> if only, yeah. But just to understand that we're still us. And mm. and there's a, and probably an adjustment time and, and yeah, to to gain knowledge and wisdom and all of that. But it's a relationship. I think whether we're building a relationship um, with the spirit world or with our loved ones in spirit, it it's time, it's a commitment, it's love. Yeah. And it, it not giving up. I've always wanted things immediately, like, oh, I should be able to do everything. You know, just this is my first time trying. No, you know, build mm-hmm. a relationship. And just like any relationship, even we build with a new friend, the good things come in time when you really do develop that bond and that trust and that love and that connection and you get to know each other. You know, that's... Exactly. Ah, beautiful yeah. words. Heather, anything yeah. else I should be asking you or you want to share? Um, one of... Uh, one of the things is, or two of them, actually, that Spirit has said to me, is that you're not on your pathway, but you are your pathway. So if you're on a pathway, you're, it's been laid out before you, and you are actually following a pathway, but you're not, because you can't be like anybody else. You have to be your own person. You have to experience your own thoughts and things, events. So you are your own pathway. And that gives you total freedom to be yourself. You don't have to measure yourself with anyone. You are perfectly, perfectly free to be you. And the other thing that they said, you are the now. Because what you were takes you to this point. And what you are from this point onwards, you can change if you want to. So the moment is now. So you don't have to live in the now. You are the now. So I took it that I am the now on my own pathway. (laughs) Good. If that makes sense. It does. I do love that I am the pathway. Mm-hmm. And each one of us listening now is so unique and so special and so loved. There's exactly. n- yeah, there's no one else's ways of doing your life. You get no. to choose. And it's all because right. You would you would be a poor second and you're not. You're a new unique and loving first. Beautiful words. Oh, I'm left so peaceful, yet inspired and excited to sit and pray and bless. (laughs) Yeah, busy times ahead, Sandra. (laughs) Well, it's, yeah, these shows really are as much for me as they are for our wonderful listener, because I am my pathway on my journey and I want to be I want to get my money's worth out of being here on planet earth this time around and there's nothing more satisfying to me than to be on this spiritual adventure and learning and then to be able to meet new friends and then to share yeah yeah it's like a playground new friends well, that's, that's when you know it's it's truth because you can share it mm-hmm. and that's the meaning it's, you know it's love it, it, love isn't love if you hold it tight you can squeeze it out of your hand but it, if your hand is open and love will just flow from it and it's a never-ending stream you don't give all your love away because as soon as you give love away you are literally fulfilled with love again so there's this continuing flow of love that comes into you and you give it out 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's one of those things we can never lose, is it? Yeah. Mm. Heather, thank you so much for being our guest today. I am so honored, Sandra. Thank you so much for allowing me to well to share with you and to all your listeners. I really, really feel honored. Thank oh, you. You're most welcome. And to our listener, thank you for spending this time with my friend Heather Marlowe and myself. Her book is called A Gift of Hope, Daily Words from the Silence. It's beautiful, light blue with clouds on the front, and you can purchase it on Amazon. That's how I got my copy. And if you scroll beneath this episode, there's actually links to purchase the book if you're interested on uh, Amazon.co.uk and Amazon.com. And I'm sure it's on other Amazon worldwide sites, but those are the ones I know off the top of my head. So I want to thank you for listening. Heather, again, thank you for being our guest. And as a reminder to our listeners, this coming September 2018, we're doing our annual Afterlife Symposium in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you'd like to join us, that's September 14th through 16th. You can go to afterlifesymposium.org to find out more. Heather and I talked uh, about Banyan Retreat, and that is just an amazing place. And you can um, learn from the amazing tutor, Scott Milligan, as well. I know many of my listeners, or our listeners, are going to meet me there this spring at whispers from the soul and there's also a great retreat in the fall called um, voices of the past but you can find out more at banyanretreat.com and scottmilligan.net is scott's website and he'll be back on again so our home base for this show is we don't die radio.com and all past episodes are there and i give some great free giveaways and in closing i want to thank you for listening uh, my name is sandra champlain and as always i'm so happy that i get to learn from our guests and be your host and we don't die radio and i do believe that life is an education for the soul that your life here on earth is important and remember you are one of a kind and you are on your pathway your own special pathway you're perfect so i want to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon <laughs>